Welcome to Episode 2 of Badass Saints and Extraordinary Women. I'm Maria Marrera Johnson, the author of My Badass Book of Saints and Our Lady of Charity. In this season, we explore the desires of the heart. Today, we'll hear about persevering in our goals. When I was a little girl, I figured out that I could pull my bookcase out just enough to hide behind it with a book. It created a secret cave for me where I could read in peace without my little brother pestering me to play with him. Eventually, the bookshelf was replaced with a console for a 70s-era stereo and its components, but my need for a space of my own to read and then write remained. I still read voraciously, but now I was filling spiral notebooks with stories and personal reflections. I would eventually run out of room and throw them away and begin a new round of notebooks. It's a shame that I got rid of those early writing attempts. But then again, I would probably cringe through the teenage angst and schmaltz. By the time I got to college, I knew I wanted to be a writer. I experimented with other career choices, though. I briefly pondered medical school to be a psychiatrist. That ended when I entered the anatomy and physiology lab. The switch from biology to psychology was quick then. There was also a brief flirtation with geology, but in the end it was inevitable that I would declare English as my major. All the while I was dissecting things in biology or testing minerals in geology, I was writing. I wrote about my experiences in those labs, but I found myself writing more and more about the people I encountered. I took snippets of observations and turned them into characters and stories. Moments were turned into poems. I boldly started submitting my work to magazines for publication. The remarkable thing about that time in my life is not that I had the courage to submit my poems and short stories, but that rejection after rejection I would pick up the pen and try again. Hindsight being 2020, it's clear to me that writing was not just in my heart, it was my destiny. It may have been my destiny, but the rejection letters weren't going to pay any bills, so I went to work as a technical writer for the Department of Defense when my husband was stationed overseas. When we returned to the United States, I accepted a teaching position in a high school. I thought it was a temporary and convenient way to earn some income until I hit the big time. It didn't turn out that way, but it turned out the way it was supposed to, according to God's plan and His timing. In the meanwhile, I fell in love with teaching, and specifically fell in love with teaching writing. I didn't give up my dream of writing, but for me, a stronger and more important vocation of marriage and motherhood took over for some years. I eventually made my way back to the page through an outlet in blogging, and through this hobby, my avocation was born. I started submitting my work again, and again I was rejected at every turn. Still, each post and each article I sent out was an opportunity to practice writing and hone my skills. It is, by the way, a never-ending practice. This time, however, I had experienced a profound reconversion to the Catholic faith. I took my gift for writing to a new audience, an audience that, like me, had a strong faith and yearned for content that entertained as well as instructed. The online Catholic community was small, 
and I recall with a great deal of nostalgia that social media was an open and fun place to interact. I found an audience that resonated with my work. It was exhilarating and scary and very satisfying. It also led to a wonderful relationship with other writers and eventually I was given a platform in which to share my work in the Catholic market. To my delight, an editor at Ave Maria Press reached out to me and through our collaboration, my badass book of saints was published. It's the inspiration for this podcast. You can imagine that in a teaching career that spanned three decades, I read a lot of books. I loved the classics that I read as a student and enjoyed teaching them to a new generation. I especially thought it was important to introduce my students to world literature and delve deeply into the literature of many cultures. In there we find the story of the human condition. When my students, not to mention my children, became obsessed with the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling, I was happy to oblige by adding the books to the reading list. The book series went on to become one of the most beloved children's books of all time. Rowling sold over 450 million books, and the movie franchise has moved beyond the original series. Rowling proved that tenacity and perseverance can pay off. She sent her manuscript to 12 different publishers, all of them rejecting the manuscript. I know a little bit about how that might feel, but unlike Rowling, who was an unemployed single mother on state assistance, I was gainfully employed and didn't lose heart in the process. When the manuscript for Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or as it's known in the U.S., Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, was finally picked up, her editor suggested she turn to teaching for steady income. I'm delighted and a little amused to share some of J.K. Rowling's experiences. Too bad I don't share a similarity in her book sales. But it's never too late. Help an author out. Fame and wealth notwithstanding, Rowling is an example of taking risks and striving for what is in her heart. Her experience with rejection drove her to try again and again, and even as early drafts were being rejected, she was continuing to develop the stories. As a writer, I admire the importance of seeing her project to the end and having the faith to persevere in it. Although Rowling has become a bit of a controversial figure these days for taking an unpopular position in society, her experience with the Harry Potter books continues to inspire me. She said about her rejections, it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you fail by default. We cannot succeed if we don't try. St. Louise de Marillac knows the pain and humbling reality of being turned down or turned away. Born in Meur, France in 1591, Louise experienced the pain of loss early, losing her mother and then later her father, all before the age of 12. She very much wanted to become a nun, but due to her circumstances, she was discouraged from pursuing that. 
Louise felt called to a cloistered life and applied to an order of Capuchin nuns, but she was refused entry. The rejection was devastating to her, and it left her in a kind of limbo. Because she was an illegitimate child, she was acknowledged by her father but ultimately rejected by her family. Unable to become a nun, her family insisted she wed. She had a son from this marriage, and then ended up having to nurse her dying husband through a long illness. She declared that she would not remarry upon his death. Louise had wanted to live a cloistered life, but ended up in a position of influence, participating both in the ministry of her parish and in the administration of the Ladies of Charity, an organization of wealthy women dedicated to serving the poor and sick. Louise had wanted the cloister and found herself doubting the choices she had made. Unlike Rowling, who took each rejection with the determination to try again, Louise found herself riddled with guilt for not choosing to pursue what she felt had been her life's calling. When her husband died, Louise, still responsible for her son and unable to join a convent, developed her own rule of life in the world. She figured out her own radical and original way to achieve her goal. Over the course of many years, Louise continued to make a difference in her community through the Daughters of Charity. St. Vincent de Paul became her confessor, and with him she served the poor in their community. Of note, St. Vincent de Paul initially rejected Louise's enthusiasm for service. St. Vincent was slow to act and very measured, and Louise would take an idea and was ready to go to work. For many years, their relationship and the development of the Daughters of Charity was throttled by St. Vincent's conservative approach. Nevertheless, both became canonized saints, so we are assured of their good lives of holiness. But I can't help but think how St. Louise de Marillac must have felt throughout her life, constantly rejected, dismissed, unheeded, really unable to accomplish what her heart desired because there was always a roadblock present. Whereas J.K. Rowling persevered in getting back up from each failure, St. Louise de Marillac had to work outside the trajectory to ultimately prove herself a capable worker to St. Vincent in this charity. We can learn from both women that perseverance in our goals can take many paths. St. Paul said, I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Let us find our encouragement through the Lord. What is the desire of your heart? What do you want to accomplish in this life? Can you find growth in failure like J.K. Rowling? Or perhaps change the expected path to make your own success like St. Louis de Marillac? Take a risk. Shoot your shot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Badass Saints and Extraordinary Women. I'm Maria Moreira Johnson. You can find links to my social media and books, including my Badass Book of Saints, at mariamjohnson.com. Follow for more content about the saints, and remember to leave a review at iTunes. <music>